Let's just do it. Let's just jump right Let's into this episode. So let me start this thing off by saying uh, thank you to anybody over the course of the last week that um, you know showed any love on our the roar episode things that we put out, and same with the Michael Allen talks. Um, it was really cool to talk to them when we still thought that we Had might a have a possibility at winning a playoff game. Um, but unfortunately, here we are now. Yep. Recording live to you guys a, a few hours after we are here. We are live both um, after after honestly one of Probably think, the wildest games ever. I'd say the wild wildest MLS game ever easily And it's up there with like the the moments like as much as I hate the result seeing a defender come in and make a save that ultimately puts someone through to the playoffs is insane to see. Mm. Like that, that's up there with the Dini saving, uh, you know, his team from relegation. It's it's up there with some of the, those games, but it still hurts, man. Yeah, it hurt to watch. Yeah, I mean, we can we could let's try to break it down into a couple of different things because there are so many things to talk about yeah. with this game from it's gonna you know, be hard to keep it 15 yeah the, the game itself with how long it went on uh you know everything that happened from start to finish with the refs the penalty shootout and then you know we definitely should touch a little bit on the post game from what we heard from ronnie after right. um but to start i guess you know from the jump really with that first nani penalty i think it was the fifth the fifth minute um already we're out of the gate with like it, it, an awful call yeah it established a theme uh for the game that that i didn't really expect like it, and it's kind of funny i was going to watch um watch back the highlights again just because i like torturing myself and i saw our video with the roar of um orlando and nyc against pro like, yep that's the first video that stood out to me and yeah. it's just like Oh, how, how little we knew in that moment. Yeah, I wanted to, like, many times during the game, I wanted to do the shameless thing, like, hey, we told you guys all about yeah. how the refs have been so terrible towards Literally. us. I and mean, towards Orlando, too. And it's like, I mean, it took only five minutes for us to find out that they weren't going to play well. Or they ridiculous weren't gonna, penalty call. Yeah, so, and then I think Ian alluded to it during the game, too, like, where, I mean, Nani's walk up to the pen took, like, yeah. 30 seconds like he was actually standing still on two different occasions on the on the six feet to the ball and then any any time you can go back and watch the full game any time that there was an nycfc player alone close to a uh, uh orlando defender or player midfielder whatever they were throwing shoulders they were chucking people they were like they were being probably the dirtiest team i've ever seen in mls yeah and that's like what we were laughing about during the game was to hear like the roar guys complain about how the refs have always treated them so poorly and it's like well, we don't watch all of your games but if it's anything like we've yeah. seen on the field i mean all of it is deserved because that that was that was a level beyond chippy honestly i mean no, it was, was it was completely dirty. unsportsmanlike from start to yeah. finish and like you know to the point where it, it was almost hard to watch. Like, I, I, there yeah. was a point where I was like, okay, then why am I, why am I even watching this? Because yeah. clearly the ref doesn't care. Well, and not only that, but you know, so for instance, we could jump in specifically to uh, when Ruan uh, blindside tackled Tinnerholm, like concussed yeah. him, and and well, literally pulled him out of the game. Right, but you can even look before that. They were doing that exact same challenge. Yeah, I mean that happened and, to Maxi Janssen. Yeah dropped a shoulder on his chin and he anytime, was Anytime, like I said, anytime that there was a Orlando player and an NYCFC player together, 
someone, uh, the NYCFC player was getting pushed. They were getting shoulders thrown into them. Like it was a consistent theme. And then you see Ruan not even looking at the ball. Yeah. Just it, you said looking. it during the game. Like if, if that had happened in a football game, it would have been a targeting penalty and yeah. literally would have been ejected. Yeah. Now pull it to a sport where we have no pads at all. Exactly. Um, and it, I mean, that's what it was. It and was Tinder targeting. was only focused on the ball. Yeah, it was complete targeting. I mean, the ball was behind Ron's head. So there, yeah. he made no attempt to look at it. That was all to to drive Tinder home to so the ground. So even, even moving past just the foul, like not getting the red there and having to wait for him to kick out later because obviously yeah. he was a tilted player at that point when he's targeting Tinder home's head. Mm -hmm. um, so then you let him kick out on Gary M's. And obviously, um, you know, Gary deserved the yellow in that. Yeah, he, he shouldn't have been in that situation. Yeah. Because Ruan should have been off already. Well, that's that's where the, you know, I mean, Ruan only kicked Gary, and luckily Gary could still play. But, you know, if if Gary gets seriously hurt, if, if right. he's hit somewhere else, I mean, that blood is on the MLS's hands. Not to be dramatic, it but... It would have been two players. You, yeah, you allowed um, Ruan to stay in the game and enabled him to do that. Yeah. And it was something that the Tinner home hit was something that went to VAR, I guess. Yeah. Um, because they that's how they determined that Tinner home was unfit to keep playing. Yeah. But they couldn't determine that like that was a, a targeting hit. Yeah. Like it's just it's so weird and it's it's just so really inconsistent because I mean the definitely the kick out from Ron was bad, but I would almost consider the Tinner home one way worse. I mean way to, worse. to drop your shoulder into his head. Yeah. To the point that full speed that medical officials feel that I he, he was can't out play. For a moment. Yeah, to to for people to think he literally shouldn't be allowed to play for his safety. Yeah. I mean that's insane. And in to anyone who thinks that we're not being fair, like in that exact moment where Ruan kicks out on Gary M's, we were like, Yes, give Gary a, a yeah. yellow. This was before the yellow was even given. We're like, yeah, Gary deserves a, a, yeah. a yellow. Give uh, Rowan the, the red that he's clearly trying to earn. And there were moments throughout the game, you know, this isn't just like a refs versus, you know, New York City. I mean, there were moments in the game uh, where we were like super worried about Tati potentially just honestly screaming his way into a red card. And, and well, you know. Because he talked himself into a yellow. Yeah, and exactly. And the yellow card, we're not saying it was undeserved either. I mean, I think... Overall, the the game was super chippy and, and even above and beyond that. But I think a lot of the cards on both sides were deserved for sure. I think every single player on Orlando deserved a yellow. Like they earned themselves a yellow. If we if yeah. I went back and and highlighted every single uh, play that had an off the ball foul that wasn't seen, it would be like half. It'd be a forty five minute video. Yeah, it was crazy. Um, so. And not even to harp on that too much because we, again, saw an NYCFC that was like not being able to finish. Um, they, they keep wanting to say that, uh, that uh, what's his name? Keaton Parks. Mm -hmm. Couldn't even think of him. I, I'm just so upset with him. <laughs> but they were trying to say that, that Keaton Parks shot was just a good save. No, no, it was actually a terrible shot. Yeah. Like you have time you, you to pick your spot. And, uh, you know, as Steve says, it's the size of a two-car garage. Mm -hmm. Pick a spot. Yeah. You shot it at the one spot <laughs> that there's a human being. Right. And, yeah. it's, and you're not that wide. No. What are you, two feet wide? Yeah, I mean, I would have preferred on that play for him to go near post. He tried to Anything. shoot it far. Anything which but. Which was so weird. But, 
I don't know. It's I mean, just that's a free tap in. The the thing that we tweeted after the game was uh, you know, this sort of perfectly encapsulates the season of of nycfc being unable to finish golden opportunities and uh between i think it was over 45 minutes of of running clock mm-hmm. of orlando being down a man i mean half a game if we consider the overtime time and then a position player in goal during penalties when sean johnson did have the ability to pull it back yeah i mean those two chances are having the position player in goal is so rare and yeah. and any anybody that is on New York City FC should be able to score a pen against a right back. One hundred percent of the time should be no. I'm so serious. Anybody in the world should be able to go and score against him. Yeah. For this one reason, it's it's very obvious that if you are a position player, you do not know how to dive. You're right. not comfortable diving. So pick a side and go low. Yep. Straight like, even if the dude's standing there, you still have a better chance going low. Mm-hmm. Then you do high because somebody can just knock it out of the air. Yeah. And we can talk about Maxi's pen, his first pen. I mean, I never want to see him take a pen again. No, I, I and can't. I, and it's not even to be mean. It's not to be like do the Arsenal TV thing. Like, I just yeah. don't want to see him take a pen again. Yeah. I mean, and this is something that was written way before today. We've seen him miss pens constantly throughout the season. I mean, to have him, to even have him anywhere near the five people that determine whether or not we go home yeah. is insane. It's, it's insane. It's, it's yeah. actually crazy. And me, um, before we went into pens, knowing that that Maxi's going to be in that five ine- inevitably because he's Maxi and obviously he demands respect on the team. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, just make him go first because if he messes, then we're probably not in the work shape. Yeah, I don't know. It was just it was a weird game. Not trying to get too no, animated not, in terms of anger, but yeah, like, I mean, like the more I talk about it, the more mad I get. But if yeah, well, it was weird because right right after the game we. Uh, like we even forgot there was a press conference. Like we had the link to the I, the post game presser and good. stuff, and like, yeah, it, not that it would have been completely worth it to go into it, but like that's something that we usually always do. And we were like, let's just go play let's soccer. Let's go or run something. it off. Like <laughs> we, we literally just went to the park and ran it off. Like, <laughs> yeah, there was nothing. I mean, so here's what I'll do. I'm I'm just gonna rank the reasons why we lost in order one through three. Okay. And the refs were atrocious. Mm-hmm. Like that was possibly one of the worst games I've seen in terms of calls, um, specifically only going for one team. And from a ref that's been uh, the last two years, the ref of the league allegedly yeah. the last two years. So. Which he's terrible, and I I think they should seriously look into his, him ever refing in the MLS again. I don't yeah. think he's a professional referee if that's the kind of game that he keeps. Especially with all of the stuff at the end, yeah. where he doesn't even know the rules and he's like listening to New York. Well, it even looks like it was beyond him knowing the rules. Like he, it was awful. He called Roe back Orlando's, and forth. Orlando's like, uh, assistant coach was trying to Google the rules. Like, literally, it was awful. And that was an that's embarrassing. It for is. A it is embarrassing. Yeah. So even with all that, that's third on my list of three of why we lost. <laughs> okay. And number one uh, is our finishing. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's terrible. It has to improve. Like yeah, not to harp on everything unrelated to NYCFC, although it played big roles. At the end of the day, like we do both believe that game was completely up to us to yeah, win. Exactly. I mean, Ronnie said the same thing 100%. afterwards in the press conference. That game was only on us. Yeah. It was all up to us. Um, and it wasn't desire. It was purely skill. We yeah. cannot finish. We're we're not trying to take away at all from our 
poor performance. But I mean, don't it was pump bad. up Ronnie because you haven't heard my number two yet. <laughs> okay, number two is one hundred percent Ronnie's decisions in the substitutions. Hundred percent. You you lost us the game when you put Ibiaga in at right back, mm-hmm. and and then you further put us in a hole when you bring in two left backs that are not named Matarita. Mm-hmm. And take game. to take Mats out. Right. Yeah. So now we have a, a center back who is not a right back at right back. We have two. Um, very, very tired center backs. And we have a left back who's not very good, not very proven, not had that much time to play. Mm-hmm. And then we have the Roach in midfield. Yeah, and the fact that all of those... What, what's bigger than the subs for me was the fact that all those subs came in the 93rd minute. Yes. So we watched our starting 11 play over 90 minutes of football. Um, if, if anybody watched this game, you would have seen in overtime, Izzy, like constantly running at at you know defenders and the goalie and really creating chances i mean if you put him in you know potentially in the 70th 75th where his supporting cast isn't completely gassed after playing hundreds of minutes of football um you probably see us do something uh and not force overtime at all that's that's what i think personally is you know if if the supporting cast around izzy was better then we probably could have seen something a lot sooner to keep us from the mayhem that we went through so my brain immediately goes to if ronnie isn't completely wrong in putting ibiaga on then we were sold the lie in scally because yeah. if you can't trust scally to be the only right back on the team that's not named tenor home and the minute that you don't have tenor home in the game you're not putting him in then we were sold a lie mm-hmm. that's just that's just what it is yeah well that's what we said when the subs were being made was uh to see ibiaga was weird and then to see that double sub with acevedo was even weirder and it's like this is the moment where you know when it comes down to it we're in the stoppage time of the playoffs where if we lose we go home we're finding out who ronnie actually trusts within that team yeah and clearly it, it can't be scully it just can't no. well no it can't well it can't be because you obviously put him in if you trust him even a little bit mm-hmm. and like yeah it's cool i think people got um sold this dream when he's going to the Bundesliga but it's like he's going there unproven and we knew that because we never really saw him Mm -hmm. before he got sold and um you know my biggest problem was that you know at the end of the day what was it all but one or two of the people who would die for this club Mm -hmm. were taken off yeah you know Alex Ring would literally rather die on the field than yeah. lose. And Tenerholm as well. Moderita would rather die on the field than lose. Yeah. And you saw, you know, Tenerholm after the game on the bench. Like, I mean, so we found out after the fact that it was because the MLS forced him to come off. But, uh, you know, he was so upset to be taken out of that game. He and passed all the tests. Yeah. The trainers are, are literally trained to put the player first. And some guy would, you know, like, I'm going to pull the Ronnie. It's like some guy on the TV said that he can't play. Yeah. The trainers on the field are looking at him. Mm-hmm. Closer than me and you. Yeah. And then, I mean, even the MLS's communications, I mean, Ronnie was being very vocal about the fact he's like, I didn't even know that the MLS made that decision or that somebody did until like 10 or 15 minutes later. And then I'm like, okay, I guess my best player is out of the game. In, in the most important game of the season, it's just so weird everything with the mls surrounding this game was just so weird i'm trying not to complain too much about things unrelated to nycfc because at the end of the day it it was ultimately our fault everything was was, ultimately you know if we finish chances that we created and we make intelligent subs we win that game despite the refereeing being 
an abomination. Yeah. 100%. <sighs> and there's no point in really talking about the pens anymore. I mean... No, I mean, it, like I said, like that, that whole situation that again goes to the refereeing. Right. It's like the game was never in control to begin with. Mm -hmm. It got even more out of control in the pens. Um, you had Tati sitting there after a miss mm -hmm. for how long? 12 minutes, 15 minutes? Like it was a, a long, long time. time. Yeah. By himself, not that, allowed I, to go back. I think back. that was an exaggeration, but like it was a long time it to was, just sit no, there it and was think about it. was probably like close to 10 minutes. I don't easily. know why Tati didn't tell the rest like, he just put it in a corner. Yeah. He doesn't know how to dive. I don't know. It's just weird. The whole thing anyway, was weird. Like, it's it's a heartbreaking loss at the end of the day. I don't want that to take away from the fact that I'm like actually genuinely excited to see what we do against Tigres like, and, and what we do in the rest of the Champions League. But yeah, that's the only silver lining that, that we have as opposed to most other teams is thankfully, you know, our MLS season is done, but we still have more soccer to play and it's only a month away, which isn't long. Um, and I just hope that over the course of this break, like Ronnie alluded to it in the post game, he was like, what we need is like an entire mental shift. Like the, the winning mentality just simply must not be there because every one and done that we get into, we just get played off the pitch. I, I don't even think we that happened today. I think it was pretty 50-50. Yeah, well, not played off the pitch, but... I yeah. mean, if you consider that Orlando had 10 men and we had 11, we got played off the pitch by 10 men. In a men. way, but, but that goes back to things we can't control. So the yeah. only real chance that they had was the pen that was gifted to them. Mm -hmm. That was not earned. Aside from Teisho Akindele. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the end. <laughs> almost really. Completely scuffed his lines. But yeah. like, the, that was really their only real chance in that whole thing. Mm -hmm. And all we could muster was a Chanel header. Yeah. You know, like... From an attack that came into this game so hot. Yeah. Like, I just don't understand. Well, what What is the difference here? Orlando is not, like, the best defense in the league. I mean... No. It was literally... It came down to our finishing. 100%. Yeah. And, 100%. And unfortunately, we saw Tati... I mean, it's taking that volley and putting that even on frame. Yeah. Not, not to mention scoring it is Dude, so difficult. Huge chances. But to be, you know, the man on fire that you are and... In such a big moment, I mean, I for him, I just wish that we had that one back in the only one. The story, the story would have been crazy. Is saved from the finishing uh, agenda is Shradi because I think Shradi was really unlucky not to score. Yeah, well, Multiple and you have to times. consider this is probably his first time like he's touching really, a ball in yeah. weeks. And <laughs> I'll say he's really good at soccer when his legs allow him to be good at soccer. Mm -hmm. And we've said that a million times here. Yeah. But I just wish we would have brought him on sooner. It, it seemed like at a point to just imagine a world where not only do we have Shradi on the right, but then we also brought on Scali instead of Ibiaga. Mm -hmm. and, and you saw Chanel literally like dead tired, like multiple cramps tired. Why would you not bring Ibiaga on for Chanel? I know Chanel is a huge player and like, He's the, he's in the in a sense the leader of the back line, but like, at what point do you keep do you keep him out there? I don't know. There, like to to the point where you have a center back at right. It just none of it makes sense. Or and Collins. Like, I mean, actually, the game having to stop because he was cramped up. Yeah, but like, <laughs> that's what makes me mad when when Ronnie doesn't just accept that he made mistakes too, mm -hmm. and that's what makes me lean towards Ronnie not being the guy forever. Because he's he never wants to look inside. Yeah. Had he said um, in the presser, 
hey, like everybody from from the top, even me, mm-hmm. we all have to look at ourselves and say, hey, we have to improve. Yeah. It's never that. It's always everybody but me needs to improve. Right. Everybody is is wrong but me. I will, and maybe we can end with this. I'll defend him a little bit. Uh, one thing from the presser that I did like um, was, I mean, this man looked like he was about to cry on on well it's an emotional night presser yeah it's so emotional and for uh this year of 2020 to encapsulate in something like that i can imagine um even just we as fans feeling that to be somebody you know who's ronnie and leads all of these men and and has been through all of it really in such a first person experience um i can imagine it's extremely emotional but I don't know. I just liked I like the emotions that followed his words. To me, it felt very passionate and that doesn't mean to, that but, I want him as our coach for many years, but I just like the emotion. Here's my argument to that. Yeah. If you if you are somebody who is constantly saying it's this guy's fault, that guy's fault, this guy's fault, those are not emotions of men uh I'm sad with this team. Mm -hmm. It's more, I'm sad because I didn't get what I want in this moment. Mm -hmm. And I think this affects my career in this moment. Yeah. I think that's what the emotion is. I was trying to pick whether... I feel, me personally, like I could be completely wrong. Ronnie, if I am, I'm sorry. Yeah. But to me, it felt more like selfish, selfish emotion. Yeah. Like he's sad for himself. He's not sad for the team. And I'll say in terms of ronnie um we probably a hundred percent see him starting next season but i think uh that some real questions might need to be asked if we don't beat t grays and move on in the Concacaf championships he'll he'll probably start if nobody comes up um who needs a job yeah I just, I, I personally, since the start of this whole COVID thing, have thought that the COVID was the perfect excuse for uh, a club that, not to be super crazy, but a club with little backbone, not, not no backbone, but a little less than, you know, most other organizations that I've supported previously, um, could use as an excuse to keep themselves from having to make any drastic changes. So I, I hope that uh, if something was to go, you know, majorly wrong in the Tigres tournament, like if we were to lose uh, by multiple goals to Tigres and, and not even score, that um, I wouldn't be too thrilled with seeing Ronnie uh, coach for us. But I don't know. I'm it's, not it's like all, I don't want yeah. it to sound like like we hate Ronnie. Like, no, not. I the, think the best. Even thing... before the game, I was I was we were both sitting on the couch, we weren't really saying anything, uh, watching the game, and and right before kickoff, I was like. I actually feel comfortable in Ronnie's hands. In like, this moment. Yeah, yeah in this like, moment going into this he game. He didn't get it tactically wrong. He got it terribly wrong when it came to subs, but tactically I felt like it mm-hmm. was it was pretty spot on. Yeah, this was this was probably the most comfortable I felt yeah. ever going into a game with a Ronnie-led team. So, and so yeah. I don't, like I said, I don't want it to sound like I hate Ronnie. I don't hate Ronnie. I hate the things that he says sometimes because it shows that he's more into himself than the team. Mm-hmm. I could be wrong, but that's what I read from his words. Yeah. So uh, hopefully we'll see like a big mentality shift before Tigres uh, rolls into town or if yeah, we roll into their town. We'll probably wait and do um, a separate 
Tigres like preview oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. episode because right now I don't even want to think about anything NYCFC related. Yeah, I'll uh, say realistically. Moving <laughs> into the future with having less games playing, I was thinking potentially next week or the week after, you know, we're going to have to definitely sum up and do like a season review for you guys. Um and then if we can time it right, the week after that could be like our Tigres preview. And then obviously after the Tigres game, whatever's happens, we can do a another preview, hopefully, of a new game or a, a coverage of what we watch in the Tigres game, which yeah. we'll probably do that either way. So, and then some roundups after that and yeah. uh, maybe transfer news and stuff like that. Yeah. I know... I know personally right now what I want, and we're not going to go too deep into it. I know we're running out of time. Mm-hmm. Um, we we, uh, we got to get a striker in the number 10. Yeah, we I have don't care two, about defense anymore. We have two DP slots, so we, let's, let's time to break the bank if we want to be a, a big team in the MLS. So January, Juan Mata. I hope we get some late milky on the some, field. Some late Christmas gifts in January. I really pray. That would be the best Christmas gifts. So, I don't know. I think we covered everything i think we did it I, and hopefully we didn't sound too <sighs> complainy yeah it just we're mad, like it, it's <laughs> it's imagine, like mad and sad that. and it's a lot of emotion at once and i thought i ran it off but i didn't and i would assume that everybody that's watching you know they understand because they would feel the same way yeah. if if you're watching this and especially at this point in the, the episode you know but, i think i think um we got so since we watched the home uh broadcast we got ian joy and I think that was a breath of fresh air because it made me feel not crazy when I'm watching the game. Yeah. But anyways, yeah. Uh, post 90 pod on all socials. Um, you can listen to us anywhere you can listen to pod, uh, podcasts. Mm-hmm. And uh, that'll do it today. We'll see you guys next week. Peace see out. you guys. Bye. <clears throat>